what's going on, Los Angeles? Happy New Year, Ramsley. It is 2024. I cannot believe it. Wild how fast these years go. We say it every every single year. It's so cliche, but the years go by very, very fast. And as you get older, they seem to go by even faster. I cannot believe that we were locked down as a world. It's been almost four years now since that, which is crazy. Um, it seemed like that was you know, life was over as we knew it, which it was for some time. And here we are four years later and everything's very, you know, back to normal and, and moving along. And, you know, for, at least for us here um, on this podcast right now. So, but anyway, I hope everyone had a happy new year with friends and family Rams get a win on new year's Eve over the giants, barely by the skin of their teeth, missed field goal at the end. We'll get all into the kicking woes for both teams, 26, 25 Rams prevail. And later on in the evening, clinched playoff berth which we'll talk about but first my man ryan skinny t anderson happy new year my friend how are you doing happy new year to you as well i am uh we had our lafb holiday party uh last friday into the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. uh i was i was definitely uh feeling it and i can't sleep in anymore so i ended up waking up at like seven o'clock anyway oh, so wow. i was feeling it the next day You're ready so to be I, a dad I took yeah. <laughs> I took it I took it easy, but I did get this uh, beautiful personalized uh, mug here uh, at go. that party. So I got to represent that tonight. There you go. Anyone out there that wants uh, any personalized anything, Mrs. Dirud, my wife, uh, is becoming a creating her own Etsy shop. So hit us up in the DMs or hit us up on YouTube, and maybe uh, the wife can do it. But but yeah, New Year's was good. You did a relaxing New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm I'm going to be, uh, stubbornly staying up until after midnight because a lot of the old people that I know are like, Oh, I'm just going to go to bed. I've seen new year's before. I'm always going to ring. I'm going to, as, as long as I can, if I can stay awake, <laughs> I'm going to ring in the new year, uh, yeah. as it, as it comes in. So I mean, pop some champagne and I uh, had a good time. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, think about it. If you, Anyone, if if anyone lives, let's say to a hundred, which is a long, long life, you only see ninety nine or a hundred balls drop. That sounds really weird to say. But you only see <laughs> New Year's Eve turn to a new year ninety nine or a hundred times. Yeah. If you live to eighty, you only see it eighty times. That's you brush your teeth every day. I mean, <laughs> you know, you yeah. do that all the time. You might as well uh, see, you know, something novel occasionally. Yeah. 99 to 100 times. I mean, it's it's worth staying up for. Let me yeah. ask you this real quick. Or you go ahead. You, you were going to ask me something. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say it's it's one of my least favorite holidays and one of my favorite holidays just because of the, the crazy uh, show that is out in the world sometimes and everybody mm-hmm. treating it very seriously and, and some people having far too good of a time. But uh, mm-hmm. it's also I love the reset of, of the new year going in. Uh, you can you can start you can you can do a resolution or get back into something or mm-hmm. uh, you know you just you know it's a it the the cleansing waters of uh, Lake Minnetonka have uh, washed mm-hmm. us and we're <laughs> nice. now we're on the other side so that's all I, yeah that's why Love it's my that. favorite and my least favorite yeah no I, I'm with you I actually went to Lake Minnetonka this summer which was cool to to go to the famous Lake Minnetonka in beautiful Minnesota um, but no I feel the same way I like I love it because of everything you just said. The only reason why I hate it is because then that's like the official end of like the Christmas season. It's like, oh man, oh, it's yeah. officially over all the no more Christmas movies, 
all the lights come down, the trees go down, um, you know, on January 2nd, which what I, I'm already losing track of time. That's today as of yeah. this recording, January 2nd, is just like a depressing day. Cause it's like, all right, but, but then there was excitement. Like, okay, time to start new, get back to it. Um, so with that being, well, okay, let me ask you my question first. Then we'll get into new year's resolutions. And then we'll get into Rams talk the ball drop, you know, every year, certain channels show like new years around the world. Like I remember watching on new year's Eve, the, the fireworks show in Bangkok, Thailand. And it was like unbelievable. The fireworks yeah. show they had and, you know, Paris, France does an awesome show over the Eiffel tower, Sydney, Australia does a sweet show over there, you know, opera house out there on the water and all these different places do something so op- awesome. And, you know, the United States for all the, the glitz and glamor we have all the great American cities we have, what's become the staple is the ball dropping in times square, which is very kind of, you know, uh, it's just, it's not as cool, I guess, as, as a lot of the others, your thoughts on the ball dropping, just out of curiosity. You know, I, I've never questioned it ever in my life until just this last, uh, new year's Eve. Um, I did, I did go to the ball drop, uh, in my youth. I, I made the drive from Nebraska to New York and it was a crazy wow. trip. It's a very long story. Um, great time in the end of it all and a good story to tell later on but it was the first time i ever questioned the new york thing i think they need to do uh some sort of ceremony in each time zone so we have our own thing to celebrate out here in la uh something in chicago maybe something in dallas or in minnesota or Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh in denver you know all great cities uh, you know and and some something different maybe we fire something into the pacific ocean mm. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think we need i need i think we need to expand and uh explore what uh you know new york is great we love it we've seen the ball drop maybe we need more yeah and and la does do some cool things i know grand park does a big um festival and fireworks show and hollywood obviously does stuff but it's not like it's not known nationally and sure not known worldwide like everyone nationally worldwide knows the ball dropping in times square and it's funny because it's like it's just not exciting like it's it's honestly like kind of lame but at the (laughs) same time it's so it's so cool just because it's it's what has always been here in the states like you just you watch the ball drop on new year's eve and it it drops 10, nine, eight, all of a sudden it lights up and that's it. Like there's no like 30 minute fireworks show like you see across the world. Um, but it's become iconic and it's, it's world renowned. So, you know, it is what it is and, and we'll take it for what it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yes, I watched the ball drop as well. Always exciting. Um, uh, my, my folks were in town, so we were able to go to a nice, uh, well, they actually stayed and watched our daughter, but me and my wife and, and another couple went out to dinner down here in Pasadena, which was great. Uh, then came back home around 10 o'clock, had some champagne, watched the ball drop, went to bed promptly at like 1210. So um, it was nice. And then obviously, speaking of iconic, you know, living here in Pasadena, we get obviously the Rose Bowl parade uh, two blocks from where I live, uh, which is awesome. And that is, I think, a really cool event. And then obviously the Rose Bowl game. Um, which was uh, a pretty great game this year. And the Rose Bowl is just as iconic as they come. So the, the ball dropping might be boring, but we do have a lot of awesome traditions here in the States when it comes to New Year's and holidays. But that being said, I know a lot of people listening are like, man, when are these guys getting the Rams talk? But hey, it's a holiday show. It's the new year. We got to get through all this first. Don't worry, we're going to get to the Rams. Rams are in the playoffs. We got plenty to talk about. Nakua is only 28 yards away from the rookie receiving all-time record. We're going to get into all that. But I got to ask you first, Skinny T, do you have a New Year's resolution? 
And if so, what is that resolution? Well, you know, uh, we've we've been working together for a few years, and I've always wanted to be a prolific writer, um, and I have a hard time with you that because I kind of get I get a little, uh, you know. Uh, trapped in the weeds and I like to get into details and I like to find nuggets of, of information that maybe other, other sources aren't, aren't going to have in their articles to, you know, give, give myself a little bit of credibility and interest and something to my readers. Um, and, uh, sh- shout out to Jason. I always appreciate you, buddy. Um, and, uh, so I, I want to get quicker and faster and, and shorter as a writer and just, more pithy and and get the information out there and, and, and let the world enjoy it. So that's my professional resolution for this year. But uh, personally, I just need to get back to reading. I love reading, mm-hmm. uh, lived, uh, lived in San Francisco for 10 years where I would commute to, to work. Uh, so that was always a really easy time to read here in LA. It's car culture. Mm-hmm. Can't read, can't read my uh, Ford F-150. Unfortunately, I got yeah, to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Uh, uh, you know, maybe one or two nights a week. I'm gonna try to knock out uh, twenty, fifty pages or something like that. Love I it. keep buying I keep buying books. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hear you. I just bought. Uh, well, I'll, I, but I just bought this one, The uh, Killer of the Flowers Moon. It's a great movie. Just came out. I haven't watched it. I want to read this book first, and then wa- uh, watch the movie. But um, no, those are great, great resolutions, and I uh, hope to assist you in completing them. That's the only way I think to do resolutions. You need someone to to help you actually complete them, or else after a month you you get over it and it it falls apart. So for me, um, professionally, uh, I've absolutely loved where this Rams show has grown. Uh, the Rams skinny, we've seen great growth over the last two to three months. So thank you to all of our listeners out there. Um, in terms of on YouTube, I want to get this thing to 3000 subscribers. We're at about 700 right now. So in a year, if we can get to 3000, I think that's, that's not more of a goal than a resolution, I guess, but, um, get the YouTube to that overall listens, which includes our, our YouTube includes LA football uh, or the LAFB network.com. If you're not there, you can go to LAFB network.com to watch the show or, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. I'd love to see us get to, um, two to 3000 views per episode so that's kind of my professional goal here for the website we talked earlier our goal is forty thousand views a day for the everything on la football network so if we if you guys can help us get us there that's amazing we're going to keep providing the content and then personally i've got a couple one this is cliche because everyone does it but uh trying to get healthier so my goal is to run twice a week and ride the Peloton once a week. So I feel like three nice cardios a week will get me in good shape. I was talking to my mom over the holiday and didn't even really realize that heart disease runs rampant on her side of the family. And uh, I've kind of, I've let myself go a little bit. So that, that was a nice way to call like, okay, I need to start getting in shape, eat a little healthier. So running twice a week, biking one day a week. So three uh, active things a week, two, like you with reading, it's funny you said that. I want to read two books a month is my goal. Wow. One one professional book, so whether it's on leadership, sales, whatever, and one just for fun, uh, you know, creatively to get the mind going. I just finally finished Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights book. If you haven't read that, fantastic. <laughs> finished on the plane back from uh, Colorado, L.A. Um, so that, and then finally, I got, this is so bad of me, but I got for Christmas probably five years ago for my dad, uh, one of those, um, 
one-year Bibles where they they separate it. So if you read it every day, you read the whole Bible in one year. Mm-hmm. I've never actually done it. <laughs> so I want to actually, it's January 2nd. I started today. I want to actually go through it every day and do the one-year Bible and finish it in one calendar year. So long-winded, but those are all my resolutions slash goals for 24. Oh, wonderful. And, and as you know, and uh, maybe some of our listeners know, I am a runner. So anytime you want to hit the trail, you let me know. Give me a give me a few months before uh, <laughs> I'll hit you up. I, I, we, <laughs> what's sad is I hadn't ran and we attempted to run a half marathon on New Year's Eve day down in Huntington. And uh, me and my, my mom, who's turning 60 in February, ran the entire half marathon, never stopped. She jogged and ran the entire way, finished under three hours. Wow. Uh, me and my wife ended up we signed up for the half marathon. We ended up just doing the 10 K and uh, we kind of ran and walked it, but Hey, we, we uh, completed the 10 K at least. So got something and I'm feeling it today. So all that's great. Happy new year to everyone. Let's get into some Rams talk. Um, as we get transition into that, everyone make sure to go to our friends at underdog fantasy, underdog fantasy.com or the underdog fantasy app on the app store. Google play. Use our promo code on your first deposit Rams LAFB. That's, all one word, Rams, LAFB, you get a up to a $100 match deposit bonus. You put in $100, they're going to give you a free $100 to play with. The Pick'em's a ton of fun. Pick two to five players across any sport. Select the overs or unders, and you win. It's that simple. Underdog Fantasy promo code Rams, LAFB. Rams win 26-25. They're in the playoffs. We're not going to spend a ton of time recapping the game because we're kind of looking forward. We'll do our preview show here in a couple days as they close the season out against the Niners, but want to wait a few days just because it's not exactly clear who's going to be playing. Um, I, the thought is most likely Carson Wentz was starting a quarterback, but we'll wait a couple days so we have some final things before we just say a bunch and it's all moot. So we'll talk a little bit about the game and then talk more about kind of what it means to make the playoffs for this season, how impressive it is and whatnot. But as we always do, Skinny T, your overall thoughts from the game that in reality, probably should have lost at the end there, but they hang on, they get the win in the Meadowlands. What's your overall thoughts from the 26-25 win? That Matthew Stafford and the Rams offense has to win games. And, it, you know, it, we're, we're already at the end of the season, so it's kind of a moot point. But, you know, when Stafford is balling out and having great games, it looks easy. This yep. one, he struggled a bit. They were blitzing. He had the the uh, shortest uh, average depth of target of his year this year, 5.4 yards. Only threw one pass more than 20 yards. Only threw, uh, he only completed one pass of uh, between 10 and 20 yards, um, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were getting after him and the effects were felt. There was interceptions, there were sacks, there were drops, um, and the, the offense just wasn't getting going. We can talk about the running game a little bit um, and kind of a little bit of a departure from that, regardless of how good uh, Kyron Williams has been playing. But, <clears throat> you know, this defense has always been um, a little bit vulnerable. And um, when the offense isn't able to score 30 points, um, it ends up in a very, very close game like this. And, um, you know, special teams, you can't, you can't not, uh, pay attention to it. You, you gotta, it can't be an afterthought the, you know, the, uh, the Rams, you know, they got to look for, they got to find a kicker. Uh, you know, I was watching the, the Rose bowl, Will Reichert, you know, he holds the record for the most points, uh, scored in, in NCAA history. Uh, maybe, maybe a third rounder on him. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
Yeah. Oh, you're getting in the Niners back there with old Jake <laughs> Moody out of Michigan. Well, I, the only reason I bring it up is because they've always it, it's always seemed that they've, they've looked at kicker as a afterthought. Uh, you know, even bringing in Matt Gay, they, you know, they drafted Sam Sloman that year, tried out, I think, another guy in between him and Matt Gay. And this year it's been even, you know, Marr. And then, you know, they're bringing in people all over, all over the place, trying out Mason Crosby. Obviously, that didn't end up working out uh, for the Giants. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, these are 2024 questions more more so than questions for this year. Um, so those those are just kind of my early thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't need to add too much to it because it's, you said exactly that. Like, you know, Stafford didn't have his best game. Credit to the Giants defense and, and Wink Martindale. They were drawing up tons of different exotic blitzes, um, which were, which was throwing, making Stafford, you know, giving Stafford fits and uh, just having all kinds of pressure on him that the Rams um, weren't able to pick up or, or, you know, Kyron, I thought that a decent job picking up blitzes, but then that takes him away out of the offense basically. So either they're getting pressure on Stafford or they're basically taking one of their biggest weapons out of the offense. Cause he's happened to do blitz pickups. So it was, it was a really well devised game plan from the giants and wink Martindale. Um, you know, we talked about a Dory Jackson. We talked about some of those defenders, like they have talent on that side of the ball. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, among others, Dexter Lawrence. I mean, they have guys that can play, and, you know, the Rams still put up 26 points and, and got when they needed to. They had that drive at the end, which was critical. Um, but, you know, the Giants made it hard on them. And that's what I love. That's why everyone loves the NFL, right? Like they were a team playing for basically nothing. Just pride had essentially their third string quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. I don't know why he was a third string. I you know, Nothing against Tommy DeVito, but I think Tyrod Taylor probably, as we saw, probably gives you a better shot um, to win. But. Um, yeah, they threw the kitchen sink at the Rams and, you know, the Rams, I thought played not one of their best games. You mentioned the defense kicking game is a whole other thing, which we'll get to probably more so throughout this show. Um, but ultimately they sneak away with a win. Um, and they end up clinching due to, you know, unforeseen outcomes or outcomes that happen later in the day and sitting as the sixth seed right now, we'll talk about more on Thursday, what it looks like for them to stay at six seed or if they fall to the seventh seed, but regardless they're in um, obviously everyone's wanting to, to have a matchup with the Detroit lions. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later in the week if that, how feasible that is, but they get it done. They escape. But I think where we could turn the conversation really, I don't think we need to get too much in that. We'll, we'll go some negatives right now. Cause I don't like being too negative. We never want to be too negative, but let's no. talk a little bit of negatives and then we'll end with the positives. That is Pukunakua. Kobe Turner, all these guys, how well they've played and, and obviously being now in the playoffs based on what a lot of people project this team to be. But when you look at the negatives, the one concern is, yes, this team's won four to five. Yes, they've looked great since the bye week. But a lot of these issues that we've seen kind of all year here and there are most rampant and most prevalent right now heading into this playoff not push anymore, but now playoff run. And that is the kicking game has gotten worse than even it was. Obviously they released Havrisic and brought back Brett Maher. So we'll see if that improves at all. Um, and the defense late letdowns is almost more prevalent. Now we saw it in the commanders game. We saw it in the saints game. Now we've seen it in the giants game. We like we're seeing it in back-to-back games, back-to-back-to-back games. And then lastly, when talking about special teams, obviously the kicker is the, the obvious one, but the covers team has not been great. You lose a game to Baltimore in overtime, giving up a punt return. 
And now they give up a, a kick return or a punt return in this game against the Giants, um, where they just didn't tackle the guy and just let him kind of they basically body them and he spins out of it and returns it. So as bad as the kicking game has been, the coverage teams have not been good either. And so these are things that when you get in the playoffs are going to cost you games. They've gotten lucky because they've played the likes of the commanders, the saints and the giants. But when you're playing the lions or you're playing the the Niners, you're playing the Cowboys or you're not going to win those games. So if we got to be negative at all, it is unfortunate. These little details are going to cost you when you're playing playoff teams. And so it's, it's really bad timing for it to happen. Yeah. It's, you know, you mentioned a really great word there, which is details, which that's what special teams is all about. You know, it's, you know, it's uh, 10 guys running down the field trying to make a play and everybody's got to be in the right spot, reading everything correctly. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily an easy position to play uh, being a special teamer. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not a, uh, not a, um, uh, glamorous, uh, glamorous position either. And, and because of that, you know, you, you end up with backups, backups out there. Um, and there's been, there's been seven, uh, punt returns in the league this year. There were three last year for touchdowns. Wow. Um, the Rams have allowed two this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, that, that obviously the big things are where people, uh, will see the, the flaws in that. Obviously you can't let that happen. But the the details is what makes uh, special teams um, uh, work together. Everybody needs to be working together in the right spots and, and doing a really physically physical and and harm putting yourself in harm's way in a lot of ways. And I, I'm saying all of this to say, although the touchdowns were scored and that's that's not great, um, it proves that the special teams is not doing their job in the details down in and down out. Now you look at uh, if you look at Austin Trammell, he's one of the uh, lowest punt returners uh, in terms of yards per uh, uh, punt return, just around six point five, I think. It's one of the lowest in the league. Now that's not an indictment on him because again, I'm saying eleven people have to be working all together trying to get him more yards, and what that does is it affects field position. And at its very basic level, football is a field possession game. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking up an extra three, five, you know, 10 yards on a punt return, uh, is, is a huge thing. That's something your offense just doesn't have to do. Um, so while there's big, big mistakes that are glaring and and obvious and and it can't happen, it's the, the small details that happen, uh, regularly game in and game out where they're just not, not hitting it. This is the, one of the worst, uh, special teams by DVOA in the history of DVOA which goes mm. back a little ways. Uh, six, one of the, I think the six worst, I think is <laughs> what it is. Wow. They're, they're 32 currently this year. Uh, the next close, they're around negative uh, 10 yards or 10 uh, points EPA. Obviously giving up points like this is, is a problem, but the next mm-hmm. one is the Patriots at negative three. So there's a big gap. I mean, EPA yeah. is by point by, by decimal points. That's, that's how it's not, not, not full points. So it's, yeah. it's a huge gap. So, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about special teams to say this is a coaching thing, but I'm going, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, there's a, a talent discrepancy at it at every level. And once you get those backups of backups and we've seen yeah. just how, uh, shallow the depth chart is, if, 
just one guy goes out, it's really hard to replace him um, across the board, across this roster. You know, the the starters have proved to be fantastic, but you're not putting your starters out there. You're not putting your backups out there. They're the backups, backups. And those guys uh, just don't have the chops right now. They just uh, they haven't been coached up uh, in, in the same way. So, uh, you know, multiple things are always uh, factors and there's no one reason usually. Um, but, you know, we're talking about undrafted free agents. We're talking about bottom of the draft, maybe. So, yeah, you know, special teams is often overlooked. And I think that, you know, for 2023, that's okay, but they're going to have to find answers. They're going to have to find answers and, and plug these holes. And you can't, you can't allow points on special teams, period, hands down. Yeah. And, and you said some, some really good things there in the sense, like, as we talked about the details, um, but, you know, when you look at offense and defense, obviously coaching matters, obviously scheme matters. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like who has more star players? Like, who are the guys that are the stars? And special teams is like, as you kept saying, the opposite of that. It's the back of backups. Like, it's basically a pride position. It's guys that are clawing to be in the NFL. That's where they have an opportunity. And so there's always going to be a talent discrepancy. But that being said, that's across 32, 32 special team units. I mean, it's outside of a couple teams that have a dynamic return, man, your coverage guys, all of that are still going to be across the board, your backups and the Rams because of their youth and because of their depth. And we talked about all off season, you know, 39 rookies going into mini, uh, going into training camp or whatever, you're going to have automatically a little less talent on that unit than other teams. And you're going to have a lot less experience on that unit than other teams. I mean, you see, you mentioned the Patriots this year being second worst. They were so good for so long because they had guys that had been, they were paying premium for guys just to be special teams players. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name right now, but they had like a special teams guy that was there for a decade and every year was all pro special teams. And so they put their capital, they put some salary cap and they put some pride in that unit. The Rams really just weren't able to this year. I'm not saying it's, it's their fault because of their whole remodel and what they were doing across the board at the roster. They bring in chase Blackburn as special teams coordinator. You know, obviously I think he's probably, fell short in some areas, but I think he's a, he's a fine coach spent the last four years in Carolina. So he's not some like never before been a special teams coordinator, but sometimes, you know, it, it is coaching in terms of hammering home those details. But as someone that played special teams in high school, again, that was a long time ago. I'm not sitting here saying I know everything, but a lot of it is it's, you can only coach so much on special teams. It's just, it's very simple execution. And especially on that giants return, like, the guys were there. The body was there. You just got to wrap up, make a tackle. The one in Baltimore, the guys were there. The body was there. You just got to make a tackle. A lot of it comes down to you have your gap. If you're on a, a coverage team, and I was mostly a return man, but like I knew at least the roles of everyone in somewhat. If you're a coverage team, so you're the one either punting or kicking, like you basically, for the most part, and the NFL probably gets a lot more granular than high school did. So I'm sure there's other stuff, but overall, when you look across the field, you have a 10 yard kind of radius, if you will. That was like your zone. You didn't deviate from it. So your job was to make sure if they're in your 10 yard rate, it's your job to make the tackle. You're not trying to go across the field, zig and zag and do all this. And if all 11 guys are staying within their zones, you're covered, you're covering correctly. And then all it comes down to is making the tackle. The Rams, from what I've seen overall, 
have actually been fairly well in their zones. They're just not making the tackles. So some of that is just lack of talent. Some of that's just, you know, speed deficiencies and you're going against good return man. And, and so it's not something you can really just correct overnight. It's going to take an off season to get some kind of new bodies in there um, and stuff like that. So unfortunately we'll see. And, 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 you know, teams know that right when they're like, wow, there's been two returns against this team in a matter of four weeks. Like we can really turn a game around if our punt returner can, can get some, some loose and maybe shake and bake some guys. So teams are going to specialize in that and, and know when it's time to punt, they have an opportunity to turn that into points. So it's going to be really important for Blackburn and, and this coaching staff to get this unit ready. But at the end of the day, it's execution and tackling. And I don't know if we'll see a huge turnaround, but hopefully, hopefully we won't see any more touchdowns. Skinny tape. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody knows already have is gone and Mars back. I don't know if we mentioned that already, um, and uh, I don't know if that's a lateral move. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just got to fire somebody. <laughs> There's got to be like other kickers out there, right? Like we talked about it, what, two shows ago about like how many kickers come and go from college and like, there's got to be some others out there that are just like that are kicked in like the XFL or the USFL, which is now the UFL. They've merged, which is kind of exciting for the spring. But right. There's got to be other kickers like that. You don't have to just go back and forth between Maher and Havrisic. Yeah. Well, and you think well, you were mentioning soccer players, I think, a couple of weeks ago when you're going yeah. on a little bit of a rant about this. And I think uh, Aubrey, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, was a was a uh, MLS yeah. player and he's doing fantastically. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I, you got to pull out the stops and you, you know, they might have to send a scout or two out <laughs> to, cause they yeah. don't, the Rams, the Rams don't really do that, but like maybe uh, you got to find a, a back backfielder. Is that, is that a yeah. position in soccer? <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. Last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on to the positive. I just, I, I don't, I'm not saying this is just about the Rams in general, but in general, kickers and you know we talked about a few weeks ago like you have one job that's all you do all practice someone i'm not going to call them out because it's not a huge deal i mean we want people to engage but someone commented uh on that show i was like yeah well it's, it's a dumb point because quarterbacks only have one job and there's only five good ones and offensive linemen only have one job and it's like that it's one like job is a little different quarterbacks gotta read a defense has to learn a huge play sheet, has to communicate everything has to be able to throw the ball at different levels down the field, has to be able to hand the ball off, has to be able to do check with me's, have to do hot routes, all this. Offensive linemen, same thing. Like they're going against blitz pickups, running game, gap scheme, zone scheme, A gap, B gap, all these different things, pass protection, run protection. Kicker, you literally have one job. You kick a football. Sometimes it's 30 yards, sometimes it's 50 yards. Sorry. So maybe your job's a little different in terms of yardage, but you have one thing. You keep your head down. You connect your right or left foot at the center of the football and try to make it go in. That is it. There's no other hot routes, zone reads, anything like that. So for whoever said that, if you're listening, appreciate you. Thanks for commenting, but uh, I disagree. It's very, very different. Yeah. And we're not, we're not besmirching kickers. It's a hard job. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. But it's gotta be better than what it is. It's, I don't know. I feel like kicking uh, used to be better than what it was. And, and that's, that's been my point is, you know, I keep thinking it's just an afterthought. It's been an afterthought for the Rams and there's good kickers out there They're, and and they're found all over the place. And, you know, if you're, if you're waiting too long to find the kicker, if you don't want to spend the money, if you don't want to give the money to Matt Gay, um, this is what, this is what you're getting this. I don't know how else to say it. You were, there's a possibility they're going to lose a playoff game because they miss a field goal or yeah. there's a return punt or, you know, whatever. 
So worth if that's what you want. <laughs> worth just, three mil or whatever Mac A got, two or three million, I think it's worth it. And they would probably say the same. Obviously, they were yeah. very cap strapped and we know how the offseason went. So um, but yeah, that that will definitely be when they have this 90 million surplus this offseason, that is going to be a point of emphasis is go get a damn good kicker you can count on, whether it's a, one that's proven or I don't want to use like top three round draft. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that yeah. um, because it's been proven. We did it. I think we did an article on this a while ago about like what the top tier kickers, either when they were drafted and like of the 32 kickers, in the NFL, this was going into the season. And I'm, I could be wrong because I can't remember the exact numbers. Maybe you remember, but it's like of the 32 kickers, like 18 of them have been undrafted. 10 of them were like sixth round or later. And then it was like three were like top four rounds or something like that. So you don't need to spend draft capital on it, but they got to at least spend some money. But anyway, that's it. That's a, another conversation for the off season or when they lose a playoff game because of a missed kick, which hopefully we don't have to talk about that. But let's end the show with some positives here. Who do, you want to, who do you want to start with, Puka Nakua or, or Kobe Turner? Let's uh, let's throw some love at Kobe. Throw some love at Kobe. Kobe Turner. We're going to talk a lot more about it when the season officially ends. As of right now, last I checked on BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag promo code believe gets you a 50% welcome bonus. Tell the guys at the Ramskinny sent you. Last I checked, I'll try to pull it up or you can while I'm talking. He had the third, whatever you call it, highest, lowest. He was in third in terms of odds to win defensive rookie of the year with Jalen Carter in first and Will Anderson in second. And I don't agree with that. That's not being a Homer. Um, to me, I would have him first and will and Will Anderson still second and Jalen Carter third. I don't know how he's first. Maybe that's just because being a first round pick as both those guys are and Turner being, you know, a mid round pick, but what he has done two and a half sacks against the giants, moving his total almost to double digits. He's at nine, which is tied for most, most among rookie defensive linemen with the greatest of all time to do it, Aaron Donald, who got nine his rookie year in 2014. This dude, if he plays on Sunday, which I think he will, being a rookie, and you you know you got to have some tread on these guys. If he gets another sack and gets to ten, he's got to win defensive rookie of the year, right? I mean, you're looking at the odds, you know, and you're talking about those guys that are um, within, you know, you know, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson above him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Will Anderson has a, a good amount of pressures, but uh, Kobe has more sacks. Uh, you know, Jalen Carter's, you know, below him in pressures and below him in sacks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look, you just compare the draft capital where they were where they were picked up those guys were both first rounders <laughs> yeah and this yeah. guy third round eight, 89th pick yeah. you know yeah. you know you draft people always talk about the top 100 well he's 89th i mean he's within the top 100 but you know a couple things go the a different direction and he's outside of the top 100 and he's and he's producing a lot um now yep there's just a lot of there's a lot of uh advantages he has i guess which is uh there the 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 depth wasn't isn't very deep so he's an automatic starter uh and he's playing next to the greatest defensive player of all time and but go back and look at other defensive 
you know, nose tackles that, you know, Greg Gaines wasn't doing this. Yeah. Uh, Asian you know, Robinson wasn't doing it. I mean, he was yeah. a true nose, but um, yeah. on the D line, uh, Sebastian Joseph day. I don't think he was putting up those numbers. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, it's, it's funny because it, like, it's like a retro retroactive uh, negative that he was drafted so late. Like what's mm-hmm. wrong with this guy <laughs> or, yeah. you know, what's what, like, can you, can you, it, 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 football's a team sport. You know, everything, everything plays in together. So it's, it's not like Will Anderson isn't benefiting because D'Amico Ryans is his his defensive coordinator. And it's not like, you know, like, look at, look at, look at Jalen Carter's uh, defensive line, who he's playing next to, like pretty good. He should be doing a, he should be doing a bit better. I, if he's, if he's actually first round talent and, and, you know, and, and Kobe's beating him. So, you know, these, this is the thing that always drives me crazy about award season. Mm-hmm. It's just this constant back and forth about, you know, who who's better, who, you know, you know, and it's all, it's only a handful of people that vote for it. So, you know, yeah, they just don't want to look like, they don't want to look silly, I guess. I guess. And, and we'll see one more game to play. Um, you know, the, the odds aren't everything, obviously, you know, it's that people decide when they vote, but usually Vegas has a, has a, pretty good idea of, of what goes down but obviously he's number one in la's hearts and and what a phenomenal season and this is this just goes again to show how great this draft class was in terms of these players really showing out but in terms of their plan and you could totally tell based on how the season went with everything they did in the offseason in terms of releasing players trading players and then who they drafted that they whether it was Les Snead, Sean McVay, Cronky, whoever all the brass got together and made a plan for the future of this Rams organization. And every move, I think, was so strategically organized down to which type of player they were drafting and how they developed those players. Because a lot of times, too, when you draft, you know, in the NFL – everyone's different, right? Like there's obviously you still have to have good coach in the NFL, no doubt, but there's some players that you draft as, okay, this is a marquee blue chip franchise player. You kind of draft, you plug them in and you kind of just, you let them go, right? You're like, okay, you, you were drafted to just because you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing, go do your thing. I'm not going to get in your way. I'll put you some pointers here and there. Go do your thing. The Rams, because they've never they haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff, they're not getting those blue chip guys. They've put a premium of we need to find and we joke about this in the offseason. They what we call it the DIYers, the guys that you know you gotta you gotta develop the do-it-yourself, like you, you it's a project. They've drafted projects that they need to develop, they're malleable, they they are you know constructive to <clears throat> to coaching because a lot of players, you know, you gotta be able to take that coaching on and then you know, put it into practice and not every player can do that. And, you know, they've missed on some over the years, but this draft class, they absolutely knocked out of the park. And Kobe Turner is a perfect example because when drafted, I think a lot of people, I don't know if I'm trying to think back to our draft show. I don't know if we did necessarily, but a lot of people thought it was probably over. They took him too high. They could have got him lower, you know, his, where he was drafted out of Wake Forest. And did they need to use a third round pick on him? And you see the results now, and we've talked a lot about how Coach Henderson is probably one of the best defensive line coaches in all of football, but how he's been able to get ingrained in him and obviously playing next to Aaron Donald, but also practicing next to Aaron Donald certainly helps. 
but you still got to go do it. And, and he's done that in spades. So you can just, I'm just trying to make the point is you can see their strategy in this draft class of guys that they knew that they could develop. And if they could develop them the way they envisioned, they would not only have good success this year, more than everyone thought, but they'd have a draft class of players that was a foundation for the future, which I think everyone can say through one season of play, they absolutely have that in this class and moving forward, things are looking very bright. And so that gets us now to where we're in the show with Puka Nakua, who is, what is he, 10 yards away from Jamar Chase, 28 yards away from the overall rookie receiving record, fifth round pick, BYU, when he was drafted skinny. I don't want to take a victory lap, but I, I remember saying, like, he reminds me a little bit of Cooper Cup. He has that potential, had some running ability at BYU, 300-plus yards running the football in, in jet sweeps. He can block. He's not the fastest, not the most athletic, but he's a guy, if he can stay healthy, he's going to give you a good output. Did not think he'd have this kind of output. Definitely did not think that. I did not even think he would be probably wide receiver four, but I thought he had a potential to be a contributor at some point, and he has blown everyone away. Your thoughts on Puka, and will he break the record on Sunday? So I just wanted to uh, lob one uh, stat at everybody just for uh, to drive your point home about Kobe Turner even more. Um, you know, long the longer you spend in the franchise, you're getting more coaching from the guys. So Kobe Turner starts his uh, career um, with – two sacks or one sack in the first three games and then picks one up in green Bay later on in the final six games. He has seven sacks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. coaching that he's, he's progressing. He's learning. He's absorbing everything. So Kobe Turner, good nice. case rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, here's, here's the thing. We don't know. We don't, who's, we don't, know who's in, we don't know who's out. Mm-hmm. What I hope for is Sean McVay knows exactly how many yards this guy needs. He's going to hit him a couple of times mm-hmm. and he's going to pull him out of the game. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I think is, that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to build, uh, break the, let's see here, 63 year old record. I want to say from 1960. Some, yeah. I'm not great at math, but I, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that's, that's pretty amazing. And passing a guy like Jamar chase. So the, the hit is that, uh, Gorman did it in uh, 14 games and, and uh, this is a 17 game season. So, you know, you know, you take what you can get, but he's beaten Jamar chase and Jamar chase is seen as, uh, you know, I picked him in, in my fantasy football draft. Cause I thought he was going to uh, have a, you know, MVP caliber season. And um, you know, Jamar chase is year in and year out often seen as maybe the one or two best receivers in the league. So, you know, Pukunuku is now in that conversation. This is what we're going to have the expectation for uh, the next few years for his career is that he's going to continue to produce these. And um, I think CJ Stroud is at a a fantastic uh, first season as well. Uh, But I mean, this is historic, you know, Uh, CJ Stroud's doing very, very well, but it's not historic. And, you know, it, it, I think, I think they, Again, the voters, the voters, whatever. But he's my rookie, uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And yeah, it, you know, it's hard. And I most likely Stroud will win it. It, it seems to always be a, a quarterback award similar to the MVP. Um, you know, you, you think a few years back when it was between 
Justin Jefferson and um, our other guy over in LA, Justin Herbert. And Jefferson had a phenomenal rookie receiving year. Um, I think at the time, at was he, or he was close to the record as well. Um, I had a fantastic season, ended up giving it to Herbert, um, who I think was very deserving. I think Herbert, you know, broke some records himself, um, which is impressive. So, uh, but it feels kind of like that where even with how great Puka Nakua's season's been, CJ Stroud would probably still get it. Now he did miss two games. So that could, in terms statistically, you know, bow in Puka Nakua's favor, but obviously Stroud on all the sports book is still the favorite. So. So we'll see, but either way, I mean, yeah, if you hold the record, I think that's enough than a silly MVP award. Uh, but if your records in history, right? I mean, MVP, I guess is too, but, uh, record is, you know, not to be forgotten, like who won a rookie MVP. And it's, it's over 50 years old. It's been a half yeah. a century since we've seen this and, and yeah, Jefferson had 1400 yards his his rookie season. So, you know, phenomenal. And we were talking before the show and I was pulling up stats. It's, you know, only Odell Beckham in, in any, any modern sense has more yards per game than, than, um, uh, Nakua. So, you know, I just another uh, feather in his cap. So, you know, we're going to sing his praises. Obviously we're probably a, you know, a bit biased on this, but how can you argue with the most? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and CJ Stroud take nothing away, but second overall pick fifth round pick <laughs> so, yeah. very impressive what he's doing. And um, so, yeah, well, I agree with you. I think uh, McVay, you know, knows the importance of Puka Nakua to this team going to the playoffs. But, you know, when you have something like this historic, you know, he's a player's guy. I think he gets out there and says, all right, let's go get him. Let's go get him 30 yards and then we can we can sit him down the rest of the game and get some of these other guys some reps, um, which maybe they'll they'll play guys the whole game fighting for that sixth seed. Who knows? But um, either way, hats off. So Rams are in the playoffs. We'll talk a lot more about it here later in the week when we preview. It's Niners week. It doesn't have the same feeling because I think a lot of backups are going to be played between both teams. Both the, teams the- are in the playoffs. The Darnold uh, Carson Wentz bull. Yeah. Darnold Carson Wentz. I mean, that could be kind of fun, but it I'm doesn't have the same kind of, yeah, I'm very interested, but it doesn't have the same kind of like hate rivalry feel uh, just because, you know, both teams are basically know where they stand. And this is kind of just a formality at this point. Whereas it could have looked very different had both teams not locked up their said spots. And, you know, Rams were fighting for a playoff spot. Niners were fighting for the one seed. It would have really, even ramped up the rivalry this week. Not that it needs any more of that, but we won't really get that this week. That's okay. It's still Niners week. You still got to get the win, want to get the win, especially with how the Rams have struggled against the Niners in the regular season. Um, But no matter what, they're in the playoffs. We'll have all that talk later in the week. Can't wait for it. But thank you all for hanging out with us on the Rams skinny. Happy new year to all Rams are in the playoffs and we are thrilled to be covering this team for, you know, we never not covering this team, but we, we're thrilled to be talking about more games for at least another week longer um, as they'll be in the playoffs here, you know, in about a 10 days or so. So looking forward to it. But for Ryan Skinny T. Anderson, I'm Ryan Dowd. Thank you all for hanging out on the Rams Skinny. If you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe or go to the Rams LAFB YouTube channel. If you're on the website, lafnetwork.com or anywhere you get your podcast, just look for Rams Skinny. Follow us on Twitter at RL Anderson LAFB, at Ryan Dyer LAFB, or at LAFB Network for all the main stuff. Thank you all. Be well. Go Rams. We'll talk to you here in a couple days.